Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the best of the herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go on a Friday. Lots to talk about. Let's bring it. Wrap up the wrap up the week. In high-intensity fashion, blazing five an hour from now, wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Joe Flacco, America's team, Cleveland Browns. (laughs) I'm sitting there, you and I were watching that last night. They're on their fourth quarterback. You know, we talk about coach of the year stuff. Stefanski's on his fourth quarterback. Good division. Amazing story. They could still be the number one seed. Well, let's not go over. I'm not okay. saying they're going to, but if you're going to, if you're going to, I'm not an awards guy. But today I would say Stefanski coach of the year. I'm with you. They're 100%. missing linemen, running backs, Cooper. It's unbelievable. Boy, what Robert doing. Sala's defense did a great job against Flacco last <laughs> night, huh? Really shut him down. Well, let's talk about this. For the first time in years, there's no pressure on a Cleveland Browns quarterback. And this is what it looks like with this roster. Fun competitive, collaborative, grown-ups, all in one direction. Cleveland's had a very good roster for years, but Baker came in, he was young, chutzpah, cocky, little immature. And then Deshaun Watson enters, weird baggage, coaching carousel. Uh Uh-uh. Today, Cleveland, today, great young GM Andrew Barry, great young offensive coach, and that matters, Kevin Stefanski, excellent players, and an adult at quarterback with no baggage. This is what it looks like. And Stefanski's doing it. They're missing linemen, running back, Amari Cooper, fourth quarterback. This guy, Stefanski and Flacco, it works. And this offense is undeniably better with Joe Flacco starting than Deshaun Watson. Sorry if it hurts your feelings. But in five starts, just five, Flacco's got... 13 touchdown passes. Over two years, Deshaun Watson in uh, uh, 12 starts has won more than that. The offense is better with Flacco. 
Big arm, sees the field better, grown up, not weird, no baggage. Coach isn't the problem. Stefanski's never been the problem. The people criticizing him don't get it. And those who don't get it, don't get that, don't get it. Stefanski's never been the problem. Um, And it shouldn't be lost. Last night, Cleveland's on their fourth quarterback, missing several starters. Offense is rolling. The Jets on a backup with a defensive coach. Mess again. Shouldn't be lost. It's happening all over the league. When you get a quarterback disruption, the offensive coaches can handle it. The defensive coaches and teams spiral. Of course, there's a controversy looming. It's the Cleveland Browns, after all. What do you do if Flacco gets them to the AFC championship? What do you do? Well, thanks, Joe. It's been fun. The team loves him. The coaches clearly trust him. He's doing it without starters. What do you do? What do you do with Watson and Flacco? I don't know, but here's what I do know. In this moment in December, soon to be January, maybe playing until February, this is a viable AFC championship team with a young, really, really bright offensive coach with an excellent roster again and with a quarterback who's a grown-up with no baggage having the time of his life. Cleveland's real, real grown-up at coach and quarterback. It's not a shot at Baker. He's a kid. Deshaun Watson, not my guy. But this is what Cleveland should be looking like. This is what this coach can deliver. This GM, this roster, these players, they're good. They're really good players all over it, even missing players. They're at a different level than many teams in the NFL. Tip of the cap to Flacco, and here's the coach after. And what this team has showed time and time again is that I will fight my off for my teammate. And I appreciate that, fellas. Okay? That's what makes great teams. Okay? This second season that we're going into, there's going to be a bunch of great teams. That's what it is. But the team I see in here is a connected football team that will not be denied for the brother next to you. Okay? That's the truth. We still we still have work to do. We got work to do, but I'm telling you, fellas, you earned it tonight. You earned it. You took care of business, and you earned it. I'm proud of you guys. Team on three. One, two, three. And this can't be lost. In 2023, NFL quarterbacks are tall. Some are thin. Some are stout. Some are short. Some move. Some don't. But one thing in common with the quarterbacks that win consistently, no baggage, Not weird, grown-ups, adults. Cleveland finally has one at quarterback, and this is what you get. Russell Wilson's post-Seahawk career has been interesting, hasn't it? I was thinking about this last night. It's been complicated. So Michael Jordan's wizard years, (laughs) little bumpy, didn't affect his legacy. That... Odd year, ugly year, Favre with the Jets. Didn't really affect his football legacy. Shaq, bouncing around the NBA last several years. has had no impact on his legacy. Hall of Fame level, guys. Russell Wilson's Seattle legacy is very complicated. There was a while there, we were all watching, thinking, 
Is this what quarterback's going to look like going forward? Have to move. Intuitive, impulsive, quick, raindrop throws. New information. When he had the top defense and the top run game, Seattle rolled. And then they started using a phrase, let Russ cook. And the team became more Russ-centric, and they won a lot less. Even in the two seasons, Russ got to a Super Bowl. Those two seasons with the number one run game, a Hall of Fame level coach and a great defense, 13 times in two years, Russ threw for under 200 yards. In two years, 13 times. And again, once they let Russ cook, the food wasn't as good. So Russ wanted respect and moved to Denver to open up his own restaurant. Two words, kitchen nightmare. It failed. That's the reality. This Bronco debacle absolutely tarnishes his legacy. It has crystallized the truth that he is a good quarterback, sometimes very good, but with an all-time coach, an all-time running back, and an all-time defense. He's good to very good. It doesn't help his legacy that Seattle, and I think they'll beat Pittsburgh this weekend, will make the playoffs for the second straight year in a tough division with a combination of Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Yeah. I have been a huge Russ guy. Still thought earlier this year he was playing pretty well. But I've always leaned on a saying, and I believe it more than ever today. New data, I have to reassess my opinion. I don't get locked into anything other than my wife and kids. New information, new data, time to reassess. And with Russell Wilson, I don't think there's much of a market going forward. I think there is a bigger market for Justin Fields, who I'm not sure can quarterback consistently and win than Russell Wilson. Albert Breer talked about this yesterday. Well, he has the same problem that Cam Newton and Tim Tebow had. Can you imagine him as a backup, Colin? You can envision Kirk Cousins going somewhere as he gets older and becoming a backup or becoming a bridge quarterback. It's a lot harder to do that with Russell Wilson because everything he brings with him, his celebrity, all the different things, the history. Um, you know, I just it's hard to figure where his fit is going to be. It's not even finding an individual team. It's finding a particular circumstance that he would fit into at this point. At another layer, Sean Payton's one with everybody. Taysom Hill, more athlete than quarterback. And he's bailing on Russell Wilson and the contract, even though it will be punitive for multiple years in Denver. He'll have to overcome him. He'd rather have him out and pay for him than have him in and pay for him. The let Russ cook thing didn't really work. The new kitchen was a nightmare. Peyton moving off him, not exactly a big market. Russ has to be reflective here. I'm not a fan of anything outside of my kids and wife forever. You got to look in the mirror. And I don't see a market. Denver's basically saying we'd rather take the cap hit without him here with Jarrett Stidham. And so I do think legacies get very complicated. And I'm not sure there's ever been a quarterback with a more complicated one, about 60% through his career, than Russell Wilson. Um, J-Mac, I'm watching that game with you last night, and it, it, it's, I'm not going to just keep beating on it, but it, it is um, Sala's demeanor on the sideline, 
Um, they don't look like a happy bunch. Uh, almost uh, there's a resolve that this is what we are, a mess. They've been given the thumbs up from ownership, GM and coach Aaron Rodgers. It is, um, it is really just a muted, sad, sort of lifeless franchise. Yeah. Remember we were beating up on Mekhi Becton earlier this year and Jets fans would inundate me. He's playing well. He's really hanging in there. Best, worst left tackle in the league. I mean, nobody's given up more sacks in the league. He's, I think, second most in penalties. May have passed it last night with all the, all the offsides and delay. I mean, it was just a disaster. And you, Joe Douglas is the GM. He's staying, right? Yes. Yeah. Must have been really tough for him not to call Joe Flacco after Aaron Rodgers went down. Flacco was in the building last year, Colin. They just were like, ah, who needs Joe Flacco? We got Trevor Simeon. Well, you know what? And it's interesting. It, it's interesting about this. You know, we work in the, the media business, and one of the things I've always felt – a responsibility of you know any executive in any place I've worked I've worked local ESPN Fox one of the things is to be able to spot talent and because it'll pass through your doors in football in tech it'll pass through your doors all the time and that's why a job is to spot and go that works that works that works it is an indictment that Joe Flacco in Cleveland looks excellent and the Jets forget signing him up just let him walk through the facility. So the question is, does this group, Saul and Joe Douglas, do they have the vision? Yeah. So we can make fun of Cleveland through the years. Cleveland had the vision. Okay, and that's a lot of running a franchise or running a network or running a podcast. It's the vision because not everything's obvious. You yeah. have to see talent that just needs support, uh, that needs a good coworker, that needs a good this, that. The fact is Cleveland had vision. That tells me the GM and the coach are the right guys. The GM and the coach in New York, nah, didn't see it. Yeah. It's not like Flacco's playing okay. This is the best Cleveland's been. I mean, this is a legitimate AFC championship team. They never were with Watson. They never were with Baker. This team's a legitimate. And what you watched last night was missing five offensive pieces. One of them, Amari Cooper, yeah. who's having a great year. Uh, Colin, you know, end of the year, a lot of companies do the reviews where yeah. they bring people in and they tell them, how'd yeah. you do, blah, blah, blah. Uh. I just, I, I can't believe that Woody Johnson would say last week, we're keeping our guys, we're, we're going to go next tour next year. Because if you bring in Joe Douglas, Joe, did you call Joe Flacco? Like when Aaron Rodgers went down, who did you call? Why didn't you call Flacco? Hey, we knew Mekhi Becton coming in was going to struggle. Here, what, what was the game plan? Like, Here's another question, I, I just, and I'm not blaming anybody, but the franchise in New York, you bring Aaron in, with his prickly demeanor, and everybody's walking on eggshells. Maybe those guys wanted Flacco and didn't want to offend Aaron. I'm not saying I have inside knowledge. That's, that's fair. But when you give a franchise to an aging quarterback who has a history of being sensitive, maybe they wanted Flacco and just felt like, Ugh. they wanted Cousins. They wanted, would it bother Aaron? I'm just asking the question because if Flacco is this good and he was in your building, it's either an indictment on your GM and coach or an indictment on the relationship with Aaron because he's not just okay. Flacco is sitting back there throwing darts. He, the team is totally galvanized with him. You think part of the Jets are wondering, hey, if he goes on another darkness retreat and says, I'm out, I'm done, sorry, I'm retiring. He's you not think, doing it. You think the Jets would not be happy? Uh, uh, like, would they be thrilled or would they be like, oh, we're in trouble? I mean, they're in trouble either way. Well, the, a healthy Aaron should make them viable. I'm just saying, somebody here yeah. needs to look in the mirror. It's either the GM who can't spot talent, the coach who didn't have the vision, or a quarterback who's put everybody on edge 
and may smile for the cameras, but everybody's terrified to upset him. Because Joe Flacco's not just a guy now. He's playing great football. It's like a Nick Foles-type run with the Remember the Eagles? And, and the, to watch the team. They love him. Yeah. He's barking at receivers. Like, you know, they, make, they run a wrong route, and Flacco's out there barking, and he's like, that's what leadership looks like. Okay, it's a real grown-up. It's a real Cleveland team. They're weird. I, I will say this is one of the more improbable weird runs, but you watch them and you're like, you know, they got dudes. I hope they go into Kansas City week one of the playoffs. Oh, I, I, Kansas that's City it. would be in big trouble. That, well, that's I a mean, real team. People are betting the Bengals now this week against Kansas City. Come through the seven. Jake Browning. I mean. <laughs> I have a great parlay for you this weekend. Thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's me. When you download the app, takes about a minute. Now for my parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. Cowboys at home, minus six against Detroit. I like Detroit, but they're hot and cold. Never as good on the road. Cowboys have to get good and get right. I'll take them to win by a touchdown. Steelers, plus three and a half at Seattle. Let's be honest about the Seahawks. They've been outplayed and won the last two weeks. I'll take the hook at three and a half Pittsburgh. Broncos, minus five, hosting the Chargers. Listen, it's the season. Russell Wilson may get moved out of town, If he plays poorly again, I get a coaching and a quarterback edge at home. Broncos minus five. If you want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users. The code is herd when you download the app. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to 
bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. So we're getting set for Michigan-Bama on Monday, Texas-Washington. Late afternoon games, can't wait. So Jeff Howard, the athletic fine writer, been on this show before, talking about Jim Harbaugh, who has been very centered on Michigan-Alabama. The only way Jim knows is to be focused on what's happening presently. But there's a line in this story at The Athletic that said Harbaugh has a reputation for having contentious relationships with front office personnel. So team owners must balance the entire equation while determining whether he's right for the job. He's a well-respected coach, said a source, but he's won everywhere. But what comes with it? Well, here's my question. Do you want to win or just win on your terms? Because the latter usually doesn't win big. That's the way sports works. If you got to get along and everybody plays nice and don't drink glasses of milk with steak, Jim, it's awkward. He's not your guy. But all football, baseball, basketball geniuses can be confrontational. It's up to you. Can you handle it? Yeah, Jim's quirky. Since when is that bad? Everybody loves Mike McDaniel. He's quirky and winning. I mean, that's what he is more than anything. He's quirky. Belichick's been a grumpy, confrontational butt for 25 years. He's got six rings. You okay with that? A lot of people benefited from those. Bill Parcells often battled ownership over personnel. Phil Jackson, issues with Kobe Bryant, Jerry West, Jerry Krause in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what happens. Winners at the highest level in any industry have standards. Sorry if we just don't want to win your way and make sure everybody's comfortable. Yes. Yeah, Jim is different, totally focused. I've had multiple coaches be on staffs of Jim Harbaugh. They always said the same thing. He is the most football-obsessed human being you've ever met. Everything's confrontation. And because he's ultimately confident, 
He's going to look at Trent Baalke, the GM in San Francisco, and say, yeah, I'm going to make the call here. Well, he has a greater resume than Trent Baalke, whose Jags are reeling, right? So my takeaway is when you look at these great disruptive people and the people they've often had confrontations with, isn't it interesting how the people they've had confrontations with end up often being average, not doing much, slightly better than average, Parcells wasn't. Phil Jackson wasn't. By the way, Kobe and Shaq battled teammates. Great people do that. They've got really, really high standards. Do you want to win or do you just want to win on your terms and be comfortable? Because that generally never hoists a trophy. It's just, it, it's, by the way, LeBron and Spolstra. It's the one coach that pushed back on LeBron. That's it. It was the one coach that would not kowtow to LeBron. He was tough on LeBron, and Pat Riley let him know, I'm not getting rid of Spolstra. The best coach LeBron's ever had, and the hardest on him, and the most skirmishes and discomfort. Still wish LeBron wouldn't have left. Nothing against the Lakers or Cleveland, and I like the story of going to Cleveland, but again, can you handle discomfort? Great is uncomfortable, usually, almost always. Do you want to win? Or do you want to win on your terms? Because one of those ends up holding up a trophy. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. So the Jets got blown out, almost doubled last night, 37-20. to 20. They looked inept, embarrassing penalties, didn't look particularly well coached. Sala was kind of spacing out during the game. Um, it was interesting. He got a vote of confidence this week, and after the game, he addressed the performance and his demeanor. You don't seem, I mean, maybe you're not conveying what you really feel inside, but you don't seem like particularly like angry or upset about it. I'm wondering if you could just share like what's really churning inside of you now. Um, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure on the question, Rich. I'm... Uh... You don't seem like do you, want, do, you want, do you want me to throw the podium on the floor? <laughs> Good answer. Um, one of the things that makes the NFL great is that you can go from chaos to contender in a year. Parcells did it in Miami as a GM. I mean, Houston, a mess, an embarrassing franchise, chaos. They're now viable. Right coach, couple of good picks, C.J. Stroud. You don't do that in baseball. The turnaround doesn't happen like that in baseball. It doesn't happen like that in the NBA. It just doesn't. Uh, It rarely, it usually takes a couple, two, three years in college basketball or college football, even if you have a great coach and a great brand. NFL, one win to 10 happens. Um, Let's say, so let's be positive. Because I was having this discussion with J-Mac last night. So we were having a pop. If the Jets draft a left tackle, and this is a good left tackle draft for their first pick, and he's really good, and the top three guys are, And then with their second pick, that's in the third round, they get a really good number two receiver. I can think to myself, all right, I got Brees Hall's a stud. Garrett Wilson's awesome. Lazard now moves to a three where he's more than competent. I got a big-time left tackle. Austin Vera Tucker, a center they kind of like. And that defense, uh, that's pretty interesting. And Aaron Rodgers, that's pretty interesting. If they hit their first-round pick and their third-round pick, left tackle, weapon, wide receiver, tight end, and they hit. And by the way, Joe Douglas, out. you know, you take away the Mekhi Becton, Zach Wilson picks, 
And those are bad misses, but he's hit on a lot of picks. <laughs> he's hit on about 85% of his picks. He just had bad whiffs, left tackle quarterback. But um, let me throw this out. It does make me wonder, watching last night and watching the last several weeks, Aaron Rodgers is 40. The O-line stinks. The defense has regressed. The locker room's not tight. How do I know that? More 15-point blowouts. And they're tied in that hackett because of Aaron Rodgers. This season, the defense is worse. It's not going in the right direction. This locker room appears to be worse. They're getting blown out more. So Salah's locker room, not tight. Salah's defense, regressing. And by the way, I have supported him for years. But remember, Aaron Rodgers, it's very easy for Aaron to be on the sidelines and support Salah because these losses don't go on his ledger. None of this goes on Aaron's legacy. But what happens next year when Aaron's losing and it goes on both? Aaron gets snarky and prickly very quickly. He doesn't live in a world of sacrifice. Never married, no kids. It's about Aaron, and that's fine. Same with Durant. I'm okay with both. They're both Hall of Famers. But it's so easy to support somebody when it doesn't go on your legacy, when it doesn't go on your record, when it's framed as, I'm supporting that mess. What happens if you're knee-deep in that mess? This is a bad O-line. Even if they hit on left tackle, it's a bad O-line. Saul is a defensive coach. They're getting blown out more. Don't you think they get a better quarterback in New England? Miami's not getting worse, nor is Buffalo. I'm just saying. Uh, this idea, Aaron's going to solve all this stuff. Folks, you watched him last year in Green Bay. The Packers offense today is better today than it was a year ago when Aaron was there. You, you do get we've seen the best of Aaron. And Aaron's 40 off an Achilles surgery. Is it realistic for me to say, and I'm certainly not rooting for this because I felt terrible when he got hurt. You think he can play 17 games and not get banged up? He's now got an Achilles surgery, a couple collarbone major injuries. Dude's been hit before. He's now 40. You don't get healthier. You get older. Stuff breaks. Trust me. Hit my 50s, stuff breaks. Hit your 40s, stuff breaks too as a pro athlete. So when I watch this whole thing, I've supported Robert Sala, but I don't know. I look at it now, and I'm like, I, I don't know. So I saw this yesterday, and it was interesting to watch the reaction. Bill O'Brien was the former offensive coordinator for Alabama. And apparently, when he was at Bama, he told the current Alabama quarterback, Jalen Milrow, quote, how would you feel if I told you you suck? He was not a fan. And Milrow went on to say, it's motivated me. Um, so first of all, shocker, another guy on Belichick's staff is outdated and grumpy. But I'm going to go the other way on this. This is actually a great thing for Jalen Milrow. Tom Brady was doubted over and over again, and so was Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins, and it pissed them all off, and it became jet fuel. Drew Brees was doubted. Aaron Rodgers went to a junior college. He still has a chip. Dan Marino slid down to 27th in the first round. Jet fuel. Football is hard. The strongest men in the world are chasing you down and bearing you into the turf. 
The league, yes, should go all grass. They don't. It hurts all the time. Football practice is hard. A little skepticism, tears for a day, mean wins for years. It's okay. Coddled kids or soft kids. Milrow knows he's loved in Alabama. That throw against Auburn certainly helped. But it should be noted that Nick Saban benched him this year. And oh, by the way, Nick Saban benched Jalen Hurts at halftime. Jet fuel. There's always been a strange thing about quarterbacks at the professional level. You'd think it would be linear. You're a four or five star high school kid. You go to Ohio State, Bama, USC, Oklahoma, and then you're a star in the NFL. But yet it never works that way. Except Peyton Manning and maybe Elway. Big Ben, Ohio State, wasn't interested. Miami of Ohio. Josh Allen's dad had to send out tapes. Nobody was interested. Jalen Hurts was too small. Baker Mayfield had to transfer. Tom Brady was ignored. Russell had to leave NC State because the coach went with Mike Glennon. Dak Prescott, fourth round. Joe Montana, third round. You see a trend? You need to be ticked off, often humiliated, really mad, have critics and doubters. Football's hard. Quarterback's a really hard position. I looked at that quote and I thought, perfect. Just the kind of thing that'll motivate that young man to be great. Saban benching him. Bill O'Brien saying, do you know you suck? Yeah, it comes across as really harsh. Shocker. Another Belichick assistant's tone deaf and out of touch and grumpy. But this is the kind of stuff that stories are made of. All these quarterbacks in this league. Phillip Rivers. I mean, Eli Manning wins two Super Bowls. He was told his whole life, you're not as good as Peyton. You don't get to go to Tennessee. You can go to Ole Miss. You're not as good as your old man. Man, Archie was an athlete. Peyton had a better arm. Eli ended up with two Super Bowls and beat Brady and Belichick in both. Yes, it comes across as harsh and out of touch and tone deaf, but he was benched by Saban. And I watched him early in the year against Texas, and my thought was, he's not very good. But he got better. And my argument is, one of the reasons he got better, because he was mad, and he was embarrassed, and he was tired of it. And that's okay, too. He'll be fine. If he beats Michigan, nobody will care. But the reaction was, this is outrageous. No, it's not. It is called the quarterback position. Dan Marino, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Dak, Joe Montana, Kirk Cousins, Jalen Hurts. Somebody said that to him personally, or in most instances, said it about him privately. And they heard about it. It's okay. Jalen Milrow is going to be okay. He's going to be fine. As for the Patriots, <laughs> I mean, I said this yesterday. I don't like anything about them offensively. Their coaches, their scheme, their players. I don't like anything. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. Well, you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, hour two and a Friday, live in Los Angeles. It's The Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Went out last night, had a couple of pops with J-Mac. We were talking about football breaking down schematics. It was good seeing you, my man. Yes, it was. Well, what are pops? Is that- That's what you – I literally started laughing yesterday driving home. You said something yesterday. Two days ago, and the word just made me laugh. And you said, uh, I, I had some bad take. And you're like, did you booze it up last <laughs> It's like, no, I don't do that. I had a beer with okay. friends. Uh, so it's a beer, not a pop. And by the way, you're not drinking beer. You know that. Whatever. The point, <laughs> the point being, uh, we had fun last night. And we watched, by the way, 
Uh, basketball school, Arizona, 38. Place Lincoln Riley used to coach, 24. Oh, yeah. You said you'd do a couple, take a couple jabs at Oklahoma today. Go I will it. say Arizona is sneaky good. Yeah. It proves once again the Pac-12 was loaded this year, and it didn't mean much to Oklahoma's got a new quarterback, so I, I wouldn't take much from that. But it makes me really happy because I know Jed Fish. He's a great guy, and Arizona's it's a basketball school. They were a handful this yeah. year. Like, Arizona's no fun to play. Because you know what? They'll drop 17, 20 points in the fourth quarter like Oklahoma, mm-hmm. who outplayed them. And you look up and you got run. So, Arizona next year moves to the... Big 12, right? They and and, they, and they recruit Texas like crazy. They so, it's a great able... fit for them. Yeah. yeah. Good Way to go, Jed Fish. Way to go, Arizona. All right. Here we go. I don't know if I like my picks. It's a weird week. Got backups everywhere. Here's a blazing five. That's a hot one. Let's blaze it up. Fire it up. It's Collins blazing fire. Titans at Texans. I like the Texans minus four and a half. C.J. Stroud comes back. They're five and two in their last seven games at home. I like the coach. I like the quarterback. And C.J. Stroud at home has 109 passer rating this year. He's been like a pro bowl quarterback at home. There's no question his impact. He returns after a concussion. They're a different football team. 99 passer rating with him, 68 passer rating without him. And the Titans are 2-6 and six over their last eight. The O-line's bad. Six of their last eight games, they've been held under 20, and they're a bad road team. I like Texas to win by 10. Maybe I'm nuts. I know people love Vrabel. So do I. 27-17 Texans. Raiders at Colts. I don't understand this line. I think the Colts should be favored by more. I'm going to take the Colts at home minus three and a half. Again, four and two over their last six games. And Minshew's been a very good home quarterback. At home this year, 10 touchdowns, three picks, and a 92 passer rating. Michael Pittman, good receivers coming back. He's returning to play. The Raiders are off a wildly emotional win over the Chiefs. They'll regress. Josh Jacobs, Colton Miller banged up, and Aiden O'Connell on the road this year has been the league's worst quarterback. I think the Colts should be favored by way more than three and a half. That's how I see it. I'm taking the Colts to win 26-20 over the Raiders. Rams at Giants. This is going to be closer than people think. I'm going to take the Giants plus five and a half. Rams, I think, will win late, although their field goal kicking suspect. The Giants are three and one in their last four home games. I've always liked Tyrod Taylor. Smart guy, doesn't make any mistakes. This year in his three starts, 92.8 passer rating, no picks. Rams defense over the last three weeks, they've gotten into shootouts. It has regressed. It's a bunch of kids. It's a little banged up. I think it's a really close game. The Giants are going to cover. I wouldn't be shocked if they won. Rams are going to win 24-20, but I think five and a half is just way too many points. West Coast team, indoor team going outdoors to a feisty New York Giants team that I think is well coached. Cardinals at Eagles. I'm taking the 11 and a half. Give me a break. Kyler Murray moves the chains. Jalen Hurts has been struggling. Kyler Murray this year, 97 and a half passer rating. Last week's loss to the Bears. He's been a good player. He moves the sticks. Jonathan Gannon's the coach. You know he wants to impress his former employee, the Eagles. 
And let's be honest about Philly. I like them, but they're, they're a rough sled right now. Four of their last five games, they've allowed 25-plus points. The offense can't put good quarters together. Jalen Hurts has 18 giveaways. Philadelphia is the better team, but this defense since week eight, the coordinators have figured it out. You can move the ball, and Kyler Murray, his instincts are tough. 11 and a half points? Give me a break. Arizona's going to cover. They're not going to win, but they're going to cover 30-24 Philly. Steelers at Seahawks. Steelers are overvalued. Mason Rudolph on the road. Aggressive defense that's getting better. I like Seattle minus three and a half. By the way, Geno Smith returned last week. I don't think he's a hoist the trophy guy, but Geno's more than capable. He, re- he completed 69% of his throws last week and 105 passer rating against the Titans defense. And the Seahawks defense, give Pete Carroll credit, last couple of weeks, it has played better. And the Steeler team, give me, you know, George Pickens was great. But they beat Jake Browning. Okay, this offense is a water pistol. Mason Rudolph, passer rating career, low 80s. I think Seattle's going to win this game, and I don't think it's going to be as close. I'm going to take Seattle 27-21, and I don't think it'll feel that close. I think you'll know watching this game, Seattle is the better team. So it's a weird, weird week for lines. I don't love them, but I'm going to take some favorites, the Texans, the Colts, and the Seahawks. And I'm going to take a couple of dogs because I do like the coach and the quarterbacks consistent with the Giants and the plus 11 and a half. Again, I know Philly's going to win. That's a lot of points. You can move the ball against Philadelphia. 11 and a half? Who are they blowing out this year? I I just looked it up. Kyler Murray back at practice today. He had an illness. He'd been out all week. And Hollywood Brown, though, is going on the IR. So one less weapon for your boy, Kyler. Going into so give me your, your your summation, your opinion on my picks. I like Seattle. I like the Seattle pick the best. Um, I do not like Houston. Stroud off the concussion, really dicey. Um, you pick some ugly games. Where's Dallas, Detroit? Where, where, where's I uh, was gonna Baltimore, take, Miami? Come on, man. No, Baltimore, Miami is. I, I tell you, I I try to stay away from the big TV games. There's too much emotion. Also, Baltimore's off a huge dra- dramatic win. I think I think they're the better team. And they're at home. But I could see them pulling back. You know, you beat the Niners. Even if you lose or beat the Niners, they, they tend to beat you up physically a little bit. So I think Baltimore, situationally, is going to regress and not play that well. Miami played okay and beat Dallas. But they got something to prove because nobody believes in them still. So I would say, and, and by the way, Detroit, Dallas, I strongly considered. I strongly considered. I think Dallas is going to win. They're good at home. But I will say this. Detroit can run the ball. And you can run on Dallas. So I just, I would have taken, I think, initially in the week, I would have taken the Cowboys. The more I looked at it, I would have taken Detroit, but we'll see. Let's bring him on. 12 years in the NFL, a wine sommelier and a great broadcaster, Super Bowl champ. Will Blackman is joining us, driving up from the OC. He'll be on Speak today as well, but you know we always showcase him on this show. How are you, first of all? Let's start with that. Great broadcaster. I'm glad you think that. I, th- I do think no that. one else does. I, no, 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 I do. <laughs> no By the way, I asked Mac, no one else does. I this is a hard business. You know that. I've been trying to get a situation for years, so well, I'm glad maybe you think you're not I am. sucking up to the right people. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not. By the way, I asked you out for dinner. He's like, no, it's my daughter's birthday. And I'm like, oh, great, family guy. <laughs> he said family man <laughs> in quotations. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jade. Love you. We love you, too. <laughs> Let's start with this. The whole <clears throat> Lamar Jackson thing, San Francisco. Man, 
Everybody, cats and dogs living together and fighting about it. I said this week, I don't care about stats. Influence. When I watched the Niners play against Lamar, they weren't nearly as aggressive. I mean, Fred Warner, who's an all-timer, he made him miss a couple times. And Fred Fred tees off. Fred was like, oh yeah, looked like he was playing in, you know, sticky shoes. And, and I'm... So your takeaway, having faced great athletes your whole life as a great athlete, what do you see when you watch Lamar? Oh, there was one play in particular I saw at Lamar is when he had that long scramble um, for a first down. And it was kind of a reminder, like, just just letting y'all know, like, I I can run if I want to. Anytime I want. Anytime I want. I can just take off. And I think going into the game, that's what San Fran was really trying to avoid. It's like, yes, he obviously can make plays with his arm. He's throwing the ball well. He has weapons across the board, yeah. finally, you know, at every position. And th- But he is still probably the best ball carrier in the NFL. Like, if he decided to just take off and go get yards, he, he can't. And he and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah when, whenever Lamar wants. So I just love where he is, uh, just his comfort and his, his maturity, just how he is, just his, his state of mind. And he just looks so calm every single time. He d- he never looks bothered, never looks routed. Even after a, a mistake, uh, he makes a great play. He just goes right to the sideline. He's back to business. There was a point in the game where they were up, and you saw him get into a little argument with somebody. Oh, he's, he is competitive. That's what I mean. And so for me, it's like, man, they're up, they're winning, things are going great, and he's still, he's, it still matters in terms of getting the details right. So people, you know, people have always sort of rolled their eyes at the personality of Russ, um, Russell Wilson. But now over the last 24 hours, everybody's come to his defense and this is no way to treat him. You know, here's the thing. And and I'm a big believer in this. Reassess new data. So when they let Russ cook in Seattle at the end, Russ centric offense, it wasn't as good. He goes to Denver. It's a mess. And three different coaches, a college coach, Pete Carroll and Peyton have just said, I'm going to move off you and not for stars. For like Mike Glennon, Geno Smith, Drew Locke, right. Jarrett Stidham. There is something to reassess with the Russ that maybe it was the defense and Pete Carroll and Marshawn Lynch. He was the icing, but he wasn't the cake. Is that fair? Do you reassess him now after the Denver mess? Yeah, when I when I look at Russ in in Seattle, it was it's Pete Carroll's culture. No like question. He, he he's Young, the guy. fast, aggressive. Yeah, he's he's the guy. He's a star. It's his culture. You know, he's big on defense. The defense was stout. They were able to run the football. He had, you know, on every sign, it's always compete, you know, like always battle. And it was yeah. competition throughout and through. And he and Russ did a great job of quarterbacking that team and, and making the plays. And when he went over to Denver – I just looked at from the outside, and I, and I know Russ personally. I knew I looked from the outside. I was like, "This is a different situation," because now you come into here where there's no always compete. You know, there's no win forever program with Pete Carroll. There's, you know, the defense is, is talented, but still, you don't know these guys. You don't. It's a different city. You have a new head coach. And you're the guy. Yeah, and you have a new head coach in Hack who's never been a coach before, and so he's learning how to be, be a CEO to begin with. And so this whole thing is different. And, and I remember I, I was actually in London, and I got to hang out with Russ for a little bit, and I said, how are you doing? He said, I'm doing great, just weathering the storm. 
And I was like, but this is a different storm, you know? And it's already noted that he he lost his best friend in Trevor, Trevor Moad, yeah. the uh, performance guy, who that was a that's a big deal for him because he was able to keep Russ in the neutral mindset. So now Russ is is learning how to handle this side on his own. And just from a just from a an emotional, just a mental standpoint, like it's a beast, and he can still go out there and play football. But I just know overall, this is a different storm. So, to when he came out and he was like, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna bring Super Bowls. I want to do this," and I'm like, "Man, that's tough. You can't come to a new place and just say things like that. You know, it's 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 really hard because now." The contract alone and the trade alone is already high expectations. So as a as a quarterback and as a head coach, you have to you have to be able to gain control of the locker room first before you can do anything. Yeah. You know, and it, and it reminds me of like, you know, you don't hear much now it's, it's a little different, but golf was playing at an MVP level, but you don't hear much about golf in Detroit because yeah. he's he's there and he's just he's just playing football. That's it. He's no commercials, football. no anything. Yeah, football he, he just, only. Out. Yeah, and so when you go to a new place, like I was talking to my wife the other day because I had a, a my middle school sweatshirt on, and I remember after every carryover year, I went to a new school. My dad was sending me to a new school to make new friends, and so when I go to this new school, I'm like, I'm just gonna like put my head down, do my work, right, and organically gain friends if that's the place. And for me, it was easy just go play sports, you know, or if I went to a new team. You know, maybe I was known in the area. Again, let me try to like earn head these. down. Yeah, head down. Let me try to earn these guys. And I think just coming in with the setting the expectations, I'm going to get these Super Bowls. We the want to mansion, do this. the yeah. beautiful wife. You're the star. The not even not even that because I mean players. You know, they have homes and, and wives, what have you. It's just more. They knew that was coming to Denver with all that, but just. I guess saying all these things makes it super hard. And in the situation, and now I think just, it just seems like Sean's over it. Sean Payne's just over it. Oh, he's it. just over it. Yeah, yeah, he's just over it is, is what it seems like. Yeah. The, um, you know, I, I was watching the Jets last night. And um, this idea that Aaron's going to solve it next year. And I'm sitting there thinking, Flacco's the fourth quarterback <laughs> Cleveland has had and all through the league offensive coach one with Tommy DeVito Gardner Minshew's in the playoffs I'm watching offensive coaches have major disruption at quarterback Kevin O'Connell still in the playoff race fourth quarterback and yet the defensive coaches when there's a disruption it is a circus and I've been a Robert Sala fan but I'm watching that last night and I'm like they're getting blown out more the defense has regressed he's unemotional in the sidelines they still haven't figured out what to do with Zach Wilson. This idea that Aaron's going to solve it. And I'm like, man, this goes way deeper than Aaron. It's very easy for Aaron on the sidelines to go, hey, I support this mess. What happens if it becomes your mess? Right. I, I watched that last night, and I'm like, they're a mile away. This isn't a Aaron's healthy. It's a Buffalo's going, not going backwards. Buffalo's on fire. Miami's coach, brilliant. They're not going anywhere. New England probably gets a quarterback and an offensive coach. What's a realistic expectation on this Jets team with Aaron a year from now? What's realistic in your eyes? Yeah, I mean, they they went all in this year with Aaron Rodgers. You know, even coaches, players. Yeah, it's they went all in. And in fairness, 
it was it was kind of the right move if you look at it from the grand scheme. Like the defense was a top defense yeah. in, the, in the NFL, and the the glaring issue last year was the quarterback situation. And so when that happened, when Aaron went down, it literally took the air out of the entire organization. They've never and recovered. They never just a mess. They never recovered, and and you can see it just trickling down to the point where now now it almost seems like they're playing with no kind of emotion or hope for this year no juice last yeah, night none, you know none. and it was it was similar to so I took our daughter to the Chargers Broncos game yeah and I just remember watching the Chargers I was like man this there's there's no no juice you know Brandon Staley and it's almost like everyone could see the writing on the wall like this season is just like we don't know where to go and right now, for the Jets, just how they're playing, it's like, okay, you know, now we're not in a situation to play in the postseason. Um, hopefully, we do get our guy back for, for next year in terms of Aaron. And, again, it's just, does he come in and fix it? No, but, he, I mean, I think he comes in and fills a huge void. But, you know, I've been through – I had nine surgeries when I played. And you come back, and, and what if something happens again? That's you what know. I said this morning. You think Aaron's going to last with this O-line 17 games? I don't. Right. Not with not with the pass rush in Buffalo. By the way, Miami's pass rush has been on fire for two months. Right. Like, that's a real defensive front. Right. Belichick's teams always create pressure. That's not a great place for a 40-year-old and a bad O-line. So, unless unless something happens in terms of, like, make adjustments, you're able to find people to protect him, like, it's going to be interesting. Because, again, if, if something does happen – Again, next year, like now, where is this organization? The um, Baker Mayfield. I said this I love year. Baker. <laughs> yeah, you, you know this. We already had this discussion years ago. Years ago. What? Well, just about Baker. Yeah. Yeah. I, you had your little. I didn't have anything. I just you said definitely was, did. I said he was a little immature. You, you spent a lot of time on social for the past five years about Mr. Mayfield. Uh, go ahead. What's your question, please? I don't even go to social. <laughs> So my take was, though, this year is really validating him. A second different conference playoff team. And the truth is, they're going to be too good to get a top five quarterback, Mm -hmm. top four quarterback, unless they just give up draft capital. And I'm like, I'm looking around the league. The quarterbacks that we like, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts regressed. Dak can't win on the road against good teams. Joe Burrow's hurt again. Mahomes down year. These are the guys we love. And Herbert doesn't win enough. We love those guys. And I'm like, Baker could win that division three years in a row. I'd pay. I would have no problem writing a fat check for Baker in a four-year deal. And I, it, I, it's funny. In Cleveland, they had the team and the coach eventually. And I thought he was too immature. He's got a defensive coach with a losing record. There's no pressure for him at all in Tampa other than replacing Brady. And I look at Baker. Which I think he surpassed that already this year. The expectations of replacing. So my takeaway yeah. is this is Baker's team. Yeah, you're going against Carolina, Atlanta. I would sign him to three year deal. Saints. Would you have a problem with it? I will have no problem with it. Because it'll be it'll be extremely team friendly. Extremely team yeah, friendly. Yeah, I mean he can't get what, to Yeah, in terms of what they're trying to do. I think um the one thing I will credit Baker and I do love the most is just his resilience. Yeah. Um you know, even even coming into the NFL, like he had such an effect as a leader at Oklahoma. Yeah. And I just feel like when, when he came to Cleveland, they just gave him the keys to the car like way too early. And I think that's, that's what happened in terms of everything right. backfiring. Because if yeah. he came in and they just said, hey, 
again, just come in, do your work, earn it, earn it, earn it. I think it wouldn't be big of a problem. But I think the fact that they was like LeBron left, like we we need a new star in Cleveland, like yeah. go be who you were. And by the way, I don't know his agent, but if I would have represented him, I would have said, bro, you're going to make a lot of money. I don't want you on 30 commercials. Win some games. And I, by the way, I would have, and I know you think, oh, it's easy for an agent to say. Well, I I'm thought, not, it's not, the commercials aren't the big deal. But it's, it set it up was, an expectation that he's a star. No, no but he was. Well, he was the Heisman Trophy winner in well, first pick. Well, that that's mean? a big deal. Mm. That's a big deal. Historically. First pick, that's a big deal. He, that's commercial worth. It's not that. It was more so like when he got to the podium and he'll speak about injuries, he'll no. speak about contracts. Like, he felt comfortable to do that. And I think the organization allowed that. And so now he spent, you know, he was on a little journey, went to Carolina, went to the Rams, and now he's here in a situation, head down, let me earn it. Let me earn everyone's respect because he's done it before. He's walked on the two teams and has earned it. So one thing with Baker, he knows how to go ahead and earn it where he can gain respect to the team. Because now you hear nothing but great things from top down. Oh, they love him. Oh, yeah, about how he is there. So, no, I definitely would – Resign Baker um, and just continue to I'm, build the team around. I'm him. trying to get him back on that couch. He won't come. <laughs> That's okay. He will. I bet you. Yeah, one day. I, I, I don't, I'm not guilty for anything I said, but it's. I do think this Baker's really fun. Oh, he's By great. the way, speaking of fun, Flacco's got nothing to lose. Zero. I mean, <laughs> that, he's like honestly. I watch him play. He's having the time of his life. Oh man, I think Cleveland's a nightmare to face. They are. They, because they're doing everything you need in terms of, like, the defense, the run, the Sacks, energy. That's why turnovers. Stefanski is my coach of the year. Yeah, especially, Stefanski's been unbelievable. Yeah, outstanding. Especially you go back to, you know, how well he was with, you know, Kurt in Minnesota, how well he was with Baker, how well he throw. was, you know, right now with all four quarterbacks. I mean, they were 7-4 and four before Flacco showed up. You know, and then, and then. They are, I'm telling you, last night they got all sorts of guys banged up. If you just list top 10 players on every team in the league, San Francisco's number one. Cleveland's in that next group of about five teams of like dudes, like oh, yeah. really good dudes. No, and this energy reminds me of when, excuse me, when Baltimore went on that run, you know, uh, to go win the Super Bowl. And he, he was just playing so free. So Lewis, and when they won the the post game interview, when he was like, "Oh I yeah," I forget what was it. When he said, "I'm gonna bang on the door and get that check," <laughs> <laughs> he said, "He said now y'all gonna pay me." I just brought a Super Bowl, and it was just it was a magical uh, postseason for Baltimore that year, and uh, <clears throat> just what's going on, just how relaxed he is. They show the the video of him like falling asleep on the sideline, <laughs> and I was like, "Look, he had a he saw." That Ravens defense every day in practice, and he had to go against Troy Polamalu twice a year. Like, he's not worried about these guys, man. He's not worried at all. That's why they call him Joe Cool, man. What they say? Flack around and find out? Is that the, <laughs> is that the new thing going around? Is that a great is that line? Is? That is a great line. It's, no, I, I think it's awesome. And I love the fact that um, I love when, when quarterbacks like him, like, have find like a new purpose because he was trying to. I think he did call the we call the Jets. I think to come back. Yeah, uh, we we were really concerned about that. So the Jets, <laughs> the Jets didn't have the vision to see it. Cleveland, with an offensive coach, said, "Damn right, get over here." Doesn't that concern you a little about the Jets? Or it, or let me throw this at you. Here's a curveball. A couple days ago, the Jets activated Aaron. 
Aaron was quoted as saying, I didn't want him to do it. They did it because the organization gave Aaron the franchise. And they didn't bring Flacco in, perhaps wanted to, but didn't want to tick off Aaron. Cleveland's like, what do we care? We need a quarterback. Right. Now, I don't know this to be true, but when Aaron said the other day, I didn't ask to be activated, and I believe Aaron. I don't think Aaron would lie about that. I may disagree with him on some stuff, but Aaron said, I didn't ask to be do it, so I trust Aaron. I think he's telling the truth. And so they activate him, and he's like, I, I, I didn't want that. You didn't need to do that. Why did they do it? They did it because with Aaron, they didn't want to tick him off. Sometimes you just do things to keep the temperature in the room. And I do wonder if the Jets knew Flacco was better than what they had. But that's a component to the Jets that is interesting. When you give the franchise to Russ or Aaron, oh, the temperature changes. Yeah, no. And, and this is interesting because, as you all know, like my next step is to be, you know, in the front office somewhere. Yeah. And sometimes when you you have a team with strong personalities on there already, and there may be a player on the market that's like, hey, like he he could help us right now. Yes. But you also have to understand who you have on your team. Yes. And it, will that will that happen? You know, like um I'm obviously I'm good friends with JPP because we play together. Yeah, uh, Jason yeah. Pierre Paul. Yeah. And. You know, he and I, we used to converse, and when he wanted to go, some, you know, he was ready to come back. And I was like, well, what are you trying to do? And so I, I talked to some people, and it was kind of like, yeah, he's a, he would be great. But now we're in a situation where we have a lot of strong personalities. Now, would that work where we There's are? no question. That you happens know? all over the league. Yeah. So Flacco was sitting out there. The Jets passed. Did they know he was the better fit? But they were worried about how it would land. I think that's a real thing. Right. And two alphas in a quarterback room, that's a it's not good. That's tough. Only it's, so much oxygen. There's only so much where you could have many, many, many alphas in a room and yeah. it could still. Yeah. I mean, trust me. I have to. What you, who you, what you, I have to go who? back with all this stuff sometimes. I have to let you breathe. What, you and Jason going at it? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> Battling for airtime and sentences. Will Blackman, what a pleasure to see you. Yeah, always, man. Reservation still stands. I'll be open tonight by Reservation. myself. Reservation? How are you going to – you can't ask last minute on a Friday. Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, not Friday. Will Blackman and me have an opening? Answer's always yes. I'm just saying. <laughs> Drop the hammer on the reservation guy. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. I want to show you some numbers from a quarterback. Random guy, maybe you've heard of him. Just some numbers from a quarterback and where they currently rank in the National Football League. Please present this, if you will, graphic people. Um, points per game. Who is this quarterback? The NFL rank for points a game for this team is uh, fifth. Top five points a game. Well, maybe it's not him. What about the yards per game? He has a lot of say with that. Yeah, oh, third. Completion percentage for this quarterback. Where does he rank in the national? Oh, he's fifth. Passing yards per game. Maybe it's the receivers. Maybe it's not. But, oh, he's third. Passing touchdowns in the NFL. Third. Passer rating in the NFL. Sixth. I thought Brady retired. Those were goat numbers. I I wonder who this is. Let's see. Who's the quarterback? Jared Goff, 
So let me get this straight. Brock Purdy has a fan club. Dak has a support group. So does Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield. In Detroit, it's, I love Ben Johnson. You know, Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporte is the best rookie tight end I've ever seen. Amaron St. Brown is underrated. The culture Dan Campbell's created is second to none. Or maybe it's Jared Goff. You know, maybe it's Jared Goff. Number one pick, Brock Purdy's the last pick, and he's got support groups. You criticize Brock Purdy. You question maybe it's Shanahan and the weapons. You get nothing but heat. Jared Goff, well, yeah, Ben Johnson is established as a great, really? I mean, I'm not denying that Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporta have been terrific, and I have said I think the front office for Detroit is money. But once again, Jared Goff is winning a lot of games and just won the division for the first time in 30 years they did in Detroit. Matt Stafford couldn't in 12 years and had some good coaches like Jim Caldwell. Just saying, I said this week, the arguments about Lamar Jackson, watch the games. Look at his influence. Jared Goff, I've said this for years, throws one of the prettiest balls in the league. If I told you Matt Ryan with a bigger, better arm, Matt Ryan won an MVP. So Goff won with McVay. He's winning with Dan Campbell. He has had some good left tackles. I won't deny that. But I mean, Amaron St. Brown, good. I like the rookies, but they're rookies. Rams did have a good O-line. For the record, Brady had one for 20 years in New England. Aaron Rodgers never had a bad O-line in Green Bay. Dak has never had a bad O-line in Dallas. This one's better than I thought they would be. So O-line, I'm not going to discredit you because you have reasonable protection. I'm not going to discredit you. Well, he's had, you know, he's got these offensive coaches, so is Aaron Rodgers before he got to New York. He had Mike Holmgren, Matt LaFleur. I'm just saying, we line up to support Baker, and that's fine, and Dak, and that's fine, and Cousins, and Purdy, and now Russ. He's got everybody in Denver. It's not his fault. Blame Peyton. Jared Goss, pretty good. He's like top five, top three in everything. Now, I will not in any way argue but it's all him. I really love Detroit's front office. Back-to-back-to-back drafts, really good. But Jared can spin it. He's pretty good. Detroit doesn't win the division. It's just not what they do. Pistons are a mess. Tigers are a mess. Lions historically are a mess. Jared Goff arrives. Good GM. It's funny what happens. All right, J-Mac. Blazing Five's done. J- one hour from now, a little before that, J-Mac's got his picks. Uh, by the way, did you touch the Washington-San Francisco game in Blazing uh, I thought strongly about San Francisco. I hate big favorites. But if you go and listen to Greg Cosell yesterday, he said they moved the ball up and down the field in the first half against Baltimore. They just had a bad pick. Yeah. Washington's defense is anemic. Well, a report out of Washington is uh, Jacoby Brissett, who was slated to start hamstring injury today. <laughs> they may have to go back to Sam Howell. Well, Sam Howell's not. He's, no, he's not what? He's fine. They're not going to, he's not the future. He's a backup. He's fine. They he, just benched him, I think, again. Hasn't Brissett come in like twice well, in the last no, four he, weeks? I, I said earlier this year on Sam Howell, I said, there's something there. And then I watched more of him and I said, there's not enough there. Right. There was something, but it was not enough. There's nothing wrong with Sam Howell being a career long backup. He yes. could easily be Chase Daniel out yeah, of the 15th year career. He'd be a great backup. Career. A really capable a lot backup. Of money. He's not a starter. 
I, I, after watching this year, I would agree. I mean, we saw Desmond Ritter. Ritter's not a starter in this. He's game. not a starter. Taylor Heineke is a- okay. Aiden He's O'Connell. a valuable backup. Aiden O'Connell's Aiden O'Connell's not a starter. Not. Everybody gets their chance, you, you know. And I'm sure Howell's ticked off. Like, what? Well, I mean, you got Eric Bieniemy, who knows a little bit about offense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you got some weapons. Offensive line's not great. I mean, how many years do you want to give this guy a chance in Washington? Well, again, defensive coaches, and I, it's it's my thing. I think Pete Carroll's a legend, but how many years are you going to convince yourself Geno's going to hoist a trophy? You're not in this thing to win games. Pete wins national championships and Super Bowls. Like, I, I just think offensive coaches have moved off Alex Smith, Goff, and Garoppolo. Sean Payton's moving off Russ. Defensive coaches have this philosophy. Just cut down on the turnovers. We can win with defense. <laughs> and, you, and it was Ron Rivera. And you can't. You can't do that anymore. Got to score a lot of points. Got to score a lot of points. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.